Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, everybody. This is a risky day. If you are going back to your hometown and you want to go out for a drink, good luck. Get ready to see literally everybody from high school, which, you know, some people are like, oh, that's so dramatic. Like, that's not a thing. And then I did it once upon a time. So once upon a time, I went out on Wednesday, the night before Thanksgiving, and it sure as hell was a high school reunion. And, you know, the best part of that was that the next day in the morning, I had to go pick up my car in my letterman's jacket and my uh, like high school P.E. shorts with probably some sort of lacrosse or soccer T-shirt on and my high heels. And if that doesn't scream coming home for a reunion, I don't know what does. Which, listen, the story is not as good as I made it sound. I could let you live with that. But also, you know, my dad's listening, so got to make sure it doesn't sound too wild. But I um, honestly, I. I drove straight from Sonoma County to Livermore and went straight downtown and left my car there. So all my clothes were there. So uh, I just had to kind of pick up my car and what I had and what she had was ratchet. Very, very ratchet. But, you know, I don't I don't think I'll be uh, trying to do that again. Um, I do have plans are in Pleasanton. So, you know, I feel like the the likelihood of me having a high school reunion is a little bit more slim. But um, I was invited out on Wednesday night. And, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I can never say never. Justin Bieber taught me well. I feel like I, I do get persuaded to do things sometimes, but I'm very much looking forward to, um, my week. I'm recording today on Tuesday and, um, I'm going to drive back to my parents' house tonight. I get to see a friend of the podcast, uh, exclusive guest, um, Ben and Aaron are in town. So we're going to get dinner tonight and I'm super excited to see them and, you know, just roll into the Thanksgiving weekend. I have a couple outfit options, of course, because we all know the most important part of Thanksgiving is um, slaying. Uh, (laughs) I saw this TikTok that was like, I've got the best cringy, you know, uh, Instagram caption for you Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving. And it was like, thanks slay or something. And I was like, oh, God, or like thankful for the slay. And I was like, I just I can't. I can't. I mean, will I be slaying? Of course, but I'm not going to like openly talk about it on my Instagram with everybody. I had an amazing week slash weekend um, kicking it off. On Wednesday, um, also Bestie of the Podcast, my best friend Jenna came over and we went through all of her wedding pictures, which we know, as I talked about last week, is one of my favorite things to do. So we shared them up on my TV screen and like went through. She had like 800 of them. It was wild, but it was so fun. There is this picture that is so absolutely iconic and like captivates exactly what it's like to have me as a bridesmaid. And it's me just encouraging one of the other bridesmaids to chug their wine. And, um, I just, I was like, this is a chef's kiss all around. Like, this is exactly what it's like to have me in your wedding. Like I am just going to be so excited. And, um, Jenna was like, we don't have any pictures of your walker. And I was like, yeah, I waited for the photographers to be gone before I rolled my walker onto the dance floor. So, uh, I didn't think there should be photo proof of such a thing, but you know, uh, it just like was so fun to like, Take you back. Um, Also, what's equally as hilarious as me encouraging all the drinking is that in just about every single ceremony photo she has and others, I'm like crying in the background. Like in, in her ceremony photos, I'm crying in her like dance photos. I'm like crying. The, her sister giving a speech. I'm like have definitely tears in my eyes. Just the proudest little look on my face. I was like, did I ever stop crying at this wedding. Cause I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I did, you know, but I will say this. It was like, no matter what I would have been crying, but also just the sheer idea that I could have missed it was enough for like every moment to be that much like more special, you know? So, um, it was, it was hilarious. I was like, this fucking bitch cannot keep it together. Like if I'm in your wedding, I'm crying and it should just be known. I think at Ryan and Julie's and at Eloy and George's wedding, I was straight up crying down the aisle. Like I could can't stop, won't stop. And I don't, you know, 
I don't know what to say about that. Like, if you're getting me, you're also getting my tears. And I feel like that goes for just about anything. Friendship, weddings, dating. Ariana Grande said that she had no tears left to cry, but not me. Not me, babe. Uh, okay, so that was on my Wednesday, little wine Wednesday. Then Thursday, uh, my cousin Danielle, front of the podcast, and I went to uh, the Sharks game, which I haven't been back to a Sharks game since February 2020. So I was super excited to be back. And I have to say, being able to Uber to a Sharks game is just a chef's kiss on living out here in the South Bay. Like, I am so happy. And I was thinking about it. And I, I was like, I could probably Uber to a 49ers game, too. It would probably be expensive, but not as expensive as the parking. And I'm like, God, I just really have come accustomed and love to live in the South Bay. Like that, that alone was such a little treat for me. I had so much fun. And then also, um, we got to meet up. So in the smallest world ever. So as you know, I used to live in San Jose. I grew up here. I lived here till I was eight. So I don't know if I'd say grow up, but whatever. I had like four friends when I lived out here. It was Gina, Catherine, Allison, and Alex. And so Alex and I grew up together. We were really good friends, you know, back in the day, obviously, until I turned eight and moved. And by a random turn of events, he has mutual friends with my cousin, Danielle. So we've talked about meeting up, especially ever since we made that uh, connection and then me moving out here. And so we finally got to see each other before and like during the Sharks game. So it was uh, what, like 22 year reunion for us, which was so crazy. And it's funny how you like reconnect with someone and you kind of forget that you haven't seen them. Like I, I'm sure if anybody walked up to our conversation, they would have like no idea that we had not seen each other in 22 years. It was so fun. And I am so glad that we got to reconnect. And like, what a just the smallest fucking world that that like turned out. I guess that's really what it's like living. I feel like I don't know how other states are, but I feel like Northern California specifically, it's like it's a very big area. And yet I always feel like I run into these like scenarios where people like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that person or like that's someone's cousin twice removed or cousin's girlfriend or whatever. So like it was super fun. I have to admit, you guys, I'm such an asshole. Like the first question I ask, like, you know, he sits down, how's work? You know, how's your family? I'm like, OK, so what's up with like the like you have you're in been in a relationship for eight years. Are you getting married? Like I just fucking grilled his ass. And I was like, Ashley, that was so mean. But you know me, I'm always down for the piping hot tea. So I'm like, what's going on? You know, but, um, and, you know, what? Not much tea to report on that one. They're very happy and blah, blah, blah. But like I, I thought back to it when I was talking to my mom and I was like, my asshole little self was like, all right, give me the 411. Are you getting married? Are you proposing? Like it was just so funny. I was like, what a dick. Um, but it, it really was so great um, getting getting to reconnect with him. And then we um we during the game, we like sat in the lobby for a little bit and, and had drinks and everything. And then suddenly um, I got a little tipsy. But this is not explain this story that comes after this, because I, I don't think I don't think Danielle believes me at all. But I was not this drunk, but we were riding scooters back. And if you remember little throwback to Jimmy, he fucking loved those scooters like anywhere we went. We were scootering like, I mean, there was uh, there was no walking in our relationship. He did not believe in the hawk girl walk. But uh, so anyways, we scooter back to our cars. And that's just to say that I've been or her car. I've, I've been on these 100 times. Mine didn't work. And so on the electric scooter, I was riding it like a razor scooter, like kicking because she already had taken off. And I was like just trailing behind her like, wait, wait, my scooter's not working. It was probably the single handedly most tragic thing. Not that's a little dramatic, but like it was probably so tragic to watch people do that. People watch me do this. Although the group of people that were watching do this were making fun of me and bullying me the whole time. They're like, that's not how it works. I'm like, I fucking know it won't go like I literally. Oh, my God. It was so it was such a ratchet time. So then we like met up and and I, I was like, I'm sorry, I fucked up with the scooter. She I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was not going for me. And it was like a pure tragedy, a pure tragedy. Maybe there was something I was missing and I was just drunk. But I don't know. I feel like 
I've done plenty of scooter rides in my day and and it didn't work out. But anywho, uh, then thankfully I was like, Danielle, let's go out for one more drink. And she's like, no. And I was so glad because normally we are able to bully each other into one last drink. And I'm so glad we didn't because I need to get my ass home and get up for the next day. So Friday was a big day. As we know, I've committed myself to the coaching wife lifestyle, even though there is no man there for me. I am obsessed with going to Danielle's boyfriend's football games and they were in the championship. So it was like, how am I not going to go? You know what I mean? I'm very committed to the cause. So I went out. I remember Jenna was like, what are you doing Friday? And I was like, oh, I'm going out. I'm going out to the football game with Danielle. And she's like, the high school football game again. And I was like, listen, I'm in it. I'm in this lifestyle. OK, like this is so much fun to me. I, I just absolutely love it. I mean, I grew up going because my sister was a cheerleader. So it's like I went to all those games before I was in high school. And then when I was in high school, I loved being social. So of course I went to every freaking football game, you know, and it's just so fun. Like, especially, I don't know, for me, having had coached and played uh, sports, you know, it's just like such a feeling and like the anxiety anticipation. Also, I just have to throw this out there that, you know, I played for maybe two to three winning sports teams in my career. And one of them was like my youth soccer team called the Ferocious Frogs. And so, you know, when I see other teams winning, I feel like I just want to be a part of that. You know, I just want to. And so, uh, you know, them going to championships was so fun. So we go to the game. I did make us a little bit of a cocktail for the game. So one of my um, favorite drinks to make, especially during the holiday season here, is a spiked peppermint hot cocoa. So Ghirardelli makes a peppermint hot cocoa. You can get the bags. I recommend just like as a throwing it out there that you should get it at a Ghirardelli store. That has nothing to do with any, you know, I'm not trying to persuade you anyway, but you know, instead of going to the grocery store, you go to a Ghirardelli shop or you could shop online at Ghirardelli.com. Anyways, um, <laughs> I take the peppermint hot cocoa and then obviously cook that shit up and then add a little bit of peppermint schnapps, a little bit or a lot of bit, whatever you're feeling that day. So we had our little thermoses and uh, we were enjoying that during the game. And Danielle only made it sitting in the stands, I think, for like half of the first quarter. And then I had to like join her up. I was so stressed sitting in the stands. Also, I just have to say, like, I'm not trying to talk shit, but I am also one of the parents decides it's a good idea that like every time we score and we and we because I'm on the team score a touchdown, they're going to throw candy into the stance. I got literally decked in the head with a Hershey's as I was drinking my elite Ghirardelli hot cocoa. And I was like, I don't like the vibes here. So anyways, we were standing. It was freaking freezing. It did feel like you were back at like a high school football game, which I was. But, you know, I remember like bringing blankets and getting all bundled and watching the game. And it was so fun. So we were standing, uh, you know, by the track watching. And suddenly we were in the high school zone. Like, wish that I could be like the cool kids. Hello. We were literally surrounded by high schoolers. And let me just tell you, this game was stressful as fuck. Like, so fucking stressed. The final score, I think, was 68 to 40, 40 or something like that. Spoiler alert. Um, Danielle's wonderful boyfriend, Kevin's team won. But in the beginning, it was so back and forth. Like, I really have never seen such a high scoring football game before. But it literally within like four minutes, both teams had scored. It was so unbelievably stressful, but like fun at the same time. And it was so cool because it was an away game. And to see like all the high school kids that came and supported and they were cheering. See what happened though, was some of them were being a little inappropriate. So, you know, the principal came over and I'm all stressed. I'm like, oh my God, are we gonna get kicked out of this game? We're, I was like, we're just bystanders. Do we look like high schoolers? I was like, I was in my, what I describe as my, uh, you know, like a divorced mom going to the game. She's fucking tired of shit, but she's still gotta look hot because her ex-husband's gonna be there with his new bitch. That was kind of my look, you know, but like in the cold. So I had my hair like up and I was wearing my um, like a little jacket 
And I was wearing my leggings and my boots. Like, she, whatever. She was getting it in her blanket. So I was like, we cannot possibly look like high schoolers right now, right? But then again, it was kind of fun to be. But I have to say this. These high schoolers smelled so bad. Like, just so bad of B.O. I mean, there was definitely some other stuff going on for sure. But the B.O. smell... I just like couldn't I could not hang. But it was fun being in the midst of them. And Danielle and I were having the best time jumping up and down, cheering. And yeah, they ended up winning. It was so fun. We went out for uh, for drinks after with the team. And I have to say not like the like the coaching staff, I guess, not like the high schoolers. So I've been to three of these games now. Right. So I'm basically a season regular and we go to the same place after. I love that I'm talking about this like I'm a part of it, but whatever. And I go to the bar and we've we I have had the same bartender every time that all the three times that I've gone. So anyways, I walk up to the bar and he goes, did you win tonight? And I was like, what? And he's like, did you guys win? And I'm looking down at like what I'm wearing. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm in a 49ers shirt or whatever. And they played. And I was like, oh, my God, no. He recognizes me as part as the of the football wifey coaching club. And I was like, oh. Oh my God, I'm in, I've made it. I'm so honored. Uh, it was just literally the best time. And so I, you know, cloud 12, cloud 12. I just really, you know, it's so funny. I know I talk about this a lot now about moving out here and like things I'm so happy about. And like, there's things I could have like never anticipated happening. And I'm just so glad they did. Like just getting to be a part of this little friend group. It's just so fun. Everybody's so sweet. I love watching these games. Like who would have known, you know, and I'm so grateful for my cousin to like bring me into this, you know, and I just feel like what started as like a tragedy of me, like moving out to the South Bay and getting my little heart broken really like turned itself up, you know, as far as like the, the people I've gotten to spend more time with and everything. It's just been so great. And of course I still, I, it's nice that my parents still live in Livermore. I feel like that's like kind of the best part because then I, I can go home and I can still see like my friends out there and I have somewhere to stay. I told my mom, I was like, you can't give up my room because I am, I come home, you know, coming home today. Anyways. Okay. I just have to say one last thing about the game. Um, and there's a little bit more in the, I'm sorry, what moment, but I just have to say this in case you're keeping score. Cause I know everybody is earrings was in attendance at the game. He did not come after and Danielle says, and I don't know, maybe she's just tuned my horn. Okay. I don't know. But we were talking and he had some buddies that were there or whatever that were kind of sitting like near us a little bit or standing or whatever. And she said that he kept looking over at me. And I was like, I don't know. Listen, earrings, if you're still um, all, you know, like interested, I just I think the earring ship has very much sailed. But uh, it was fun anyways. It is a fun little thing, but earrings you lost you lost out okay your chance your chance is done with um <laughs> so I had the best time on Friday night and then Saturday in the in a rare occurrence I had no plans this weekend and I had plans until January basically I think like the first weekend in January is the first weekend I don't have plans I'm sure I will be making them soon but all through December every Saturday is booked and so I literally, and I wish I was joking, I stayed on the couch the whole fucking day. The whole day. Okay, well, I will say this. I did go to Trader Joe's because I was, like, interested. I was like, all right, what, what does the Saturday crowd look like? Um, I know that it's kind of a requirement when you work at Trader Joe's to be good looking, but my cashier was so cute. And I realized I was wearing, like, a snowman sweater and my hair was, like, very much not washed. And I had probably spilt Taco Bell on that sweater and whatever. So she wasn't looking her best and you know, he didn't seem that into it. And I was like, I thought that you guys were trained to flirt, you know what I mean? But whatever. Uh, he was super cute. But anyways, uh, I got my stuff because as we know, I am in charge for Thanksgiving always of the cocktail and the charcuterie board. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's the best job in my opinion. I think it's the most important job. Some people might argue it's the Turkey, but I don't know without a cocktail and a good charcuterie, like, I don't know what you're looking for. So, uh, I went and got all my stuff, but I on honest to God stayed on the couch all day and it felt great. I just watched shows. I've been watching, rewatching the league, which I watched when I was younger. Um, not like a child, but like 
in my early 20s. And it's been so fun to like rewatch. I love that show. If you haven't heard about it, it's on Hulu. It's basically about a fantasy football team. And it's kind of fun to watch now. Well, when I was talking to um to to the nice boy, he was like in all these fantasy leagues. So I felt like it was good for me to understand what was going on. And so I learned a lot from from the league. Uh, not that it matters anymore, but we'll talk about that later. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, it was a really good day. And then Sunday I made myself a literal 37 point long to-do list, 37 things I had on this list. And I did 20 of them, 20. I'm so impressed by myself, like get it girl, uh, <laughs> and all that. But literally like I, I had all of these things on my to-do list. And I, I crossed out a bunch of them. Like I deep cleaned pretty much the whole apartment. I changed it from uh, pumpkins to holiday now. She's in the holiday vibe. There's snowmen everywhere. The uh, the Christmas poop that I love so much is out, which is literally a poop emoji with a Christmas hat on. And I love it. Um, my mom got it for me and it's my favorite decoration. Uh, and I I actually went and played um, not like a full game of lacrosse. I went and did some wall ball. And oh, my God, my arms were so fucking sore. And I was being so annoying because here's what I used to do when I played wall ball. Actually, I would do 100, but I was easing myself in. So I did 50. So I'd have to do 50 with both hands or back in the day, 100 left, 100 right. Um, 100 like catch left or right 100 catch right or left like all these little things basically so this time I was like let's just do a, a hundred right a hundred or sorry 50 right 50 left and like call it a day oh my god so I knocked out the right hand like super easy whatever the left hand and my rule was that if I dropped it it'd start over again oh my god the amount of times I got to 49 I'm not even joking I would get to like 47, 48, 49, and I kept dropping it. I like couldn't handle the fucking pressure. And so I probably did over like 200 throws on that arm. Cause I'm not gonna like let myself bitch out. You know, I thought about it, honestly, but I was like, no, like we're not doing that. It's, you know, you gotta commit. You you said you were gonna do this, so you need to do it. Um, And it was, uh, it felt really good. It felt super good. And one of the other big things that I did was when I was cleaning out my closet, I had found like my little area where I kept like my cards and my gifts from Scotland. Not that there was very many of them, but I still had them. And so I threw them away. I threw them away and it felt nice. I am very proud of myself. I think that I'm closing the door on that. And I also wrote my little like F you note to him. And, you know, my therapist asked me to do this a long time ago. And I, I think it just took me a while because, you know, I, I knew that that was going to be like the final kind of thing for me. This is like the last healing process for me was was writing this note. And it was super cathartic. I think I talk more about it um, later. So I'll get into it in, in the after the, the, the you know, commercials. Uh, but really quick, I do want to talk about a little bit of Sleb. Just mostly, listen, I'm not going to get into the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster drama thing because like, I, I don't even know. I didn't even try to get tickets, so I'm not about it. But I do want to talk about the Kardashians because obviously I'm, I caught up. And I just have to say that I think that low key, we're not talking enough about how unbelievably sad it is that the sisters don't seem that in, in Chris doesn't seem that involved in Courtney's wedding. Because when we watch the engagement, you know, Chris is like sobbing. I'm so happy. I never thought you'd get married, blah, blah, blah. And now we're kind of getting like a half ass. Like, where's her bridal shower? Where's the batch? Like, they could not go wedding dress shopping with them because of this fucking court case with Black China. And it's so unfortunate. And I just feel like no one's excited for her. And it makes me sad. Like, I just I, I think that one of um, the things that I, I can't stand is when people aren't like happy for other people. You know, that's hard for me. And especially when there's something like really big going on in their lives, like a wedding, you know, I'm like. Whatever is going on in your life, can you just shut the fuck up and be happy for like these people and like be a part of their like day? Like, I just think it's so important. And I don't know, like, I feel like there's all this unspoken tension between like Chloe, Kim and and Courtney. And I just want them to like get over it and be there for her. And maybe there's just stuff I didn't see. And obviously it's not her, their fault with the court case. But 
The way they reacted to winning the court case of Black China was freaking hilarious as well. And I was like, she's going to see this and she's going to sue your ass again. Like, I'm I'm just so sure of it. Oh, we love the holidays. And I know, I know everybody's telling you where you should shop. But guess what? I'm going to tell you too. I think you should shop at Kitsch. Listen, they have such cute stocking stuffers and I'm picturing it in my head. You go get yourself a chic little stocking and you fill it with the ice roller, the towel scrunchie, the satin pillowcase will fit in there, the hair curler. They've got these little body soaps that are super cute and I'm sure smell amazing. Like there are so many good gifts you can get and it's so simple. Get them all together, one big order. And then guess what? Cause I'm Santa's little helper and I'm gonna ride my reindeer right into your savings. I'm gonna give you a 15% off discount. Ashley Sleek 15 at checkout, get 15% off your order, and it's gonna be a perfect gift for the holiday season. So you can shop the link in my bio on Instagram at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. I don't know why Ask Ashley is getting pushed to the after the commercial special. There's nothing here that my dad can't listen to, but I just like a balance. You know what I mean? Anyways, let's talk about uh, Ask Ashley. So I got this question. And it read, uh, hey, how do you build back up your confidence after a breakup? I'm having a really tough time since my boyfriend and I of three years have broken up. And oh, my gosh, do I understand, relate to this so much? I think that the the confidence hit that you get after a breakup is so rough. But I have to say, when you are in your healing, the confidence you gain is unfucking matched. Un matched confidence like on a good side because I think I just use unmatched twice but it was really hurtful I you know I think even when I broke up with Jimmy like even though I was the one that did it like I still felt like oh my god I I had to do it like he didn't love me enough to fight for me like what was wrong with me and then with Scotland obviously like especially that coming out of nowhere I was like so rocked in the confidence department especially because I feel like you know he gave me a lot of confidence so it was kind of sad for that to be so rocked and uh you know whatever I'm you know whenever I say these things it's not like I don't understand what happened you know what I mean it's just anyways so uh okay so here is my uh my five steps that I wrote down because when I got asked this question I was like you know I feel like I do I can for sure give advice on this because I've done it to myself so I was like what were the things that I've done that have really like built back up my confidence. And so I wrote five things down. Um, one of them was take weekly photos of yourself. And so as you know, from the podcast, if you're following me on Instagram, which you should at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's, I, for the podcast, do a weekly, um, like photo shoot basically. And that has helped me so much with confidence. And I actually know because there's weeks that I don't do it. And I've noticed that, those weeks I feel a lot more insecure and, you know, and 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 just off. And I thought that was such an interesting thing. And, I, and a couple things on this. This wasn't like an overnight thing. Like the first time I took pictures of myself, I wasn't like, oh, my God. I think the first time I remember kind of doing this specific type of photo shoot was like when on Valentine's Day, when Jimmy and I had broken up and I did like. I wore my pink dress with my wine. She was she was dressing for revenge at that time. And um, I remember that helping. And then, you know, sometimes I was like, Ugh, not there's not one good photo of me. But the more you like do it, the more you kind of like understand your angles, and your poses. And of course, like every like I probably take like 100 photos and I end up liking two of them. But those two that I like, it's just so fun. You're getting dressed for yourself, first of all. Like you're, you get to pick out an outfit, do your hair and makeup, whatever, whatever you want to do. Or if you're not somebody who likes to wear makeup or, you know, likes to get dressed up, like do it in your fucking sweats. Like whatever makes you comfortable and makes you feel like your best you dress like that and then take pictures. Like, honestly, who cares? Like, and I, I post them, whatever. I think it's a fun, like weekly thing for me to do. Sometimes I get a bunch of likes on it. Sometimes I get like 30, which is not you know, I, it's, it's a lot still. There's still 30 people out there who like it. And I remember getting insecure, like, okay, people must be really tired of it. Who fucking cares? Who cares? They're making me feel better. And I love that. Um, the second thing was reading books to help identify and work on my issues. So 
the first book I read was Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies. And I, I've talked about it several times on this podcast. That book like really changed my life. And it was a lot about self-love and compassion. And then through therapy with Andrew, I learned that, um, you know, some of my people pleasing tendencies can be like also a codependency issue. So I've been reading it slowly but surely getting through um, a codependency book. So I think really re- breaking down those things that like, maybe were downfalls for you in the relationship and then working on them. It's kind of like you're taking the control back because I think one of the hard things about a breakup, and I especially remember this with the breakup with Scotland, was that because he broke up with me and it was like final and we didn't talk about it, I felt like, oh my God, I have no control in the situation. Like it doesn't matter how much I love him or how much like effort I put into this relationship, like he's gone and like that's that, you know? And, and so I think being able to kind of identify things. And the important thing is not sit there and be like, oh my God, this is why he broke up with me. Of course, the thought crosses your mind because you're like, what did I do wrong? Blah, blah, blah. But it's more like, okay, what didn't I like about myself in this relationship? And that's what I really went back and looked at. Like, what about this relationship? And what about the way I was acting? Did I not like? And let's work on that. And then it just feels so good because you're not doing it for the next person. Like you're not doing it for future dates. You're doing it so you will feel good in your next relationship. And that's really important. Um, My third one was hot girl walks. I cannot talk enough about the hot girl walks. Like, you know, I've noticed. So my therapist, you know, we all know Andrew, love love and adore. uh, He and I were talking and we decided that it was his idea. But I, I actually created it was a tracker of like, you know, not just mood and food, which is like standard ones, but stress level, you know, did I work out this day? So basically I now have like this Google doc that kind of lays out all these factors, like my pain level and all these things to really kind of look at what what's causing each thing. You know, I mean, obviously I do have Crohn's and I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet about what's going on and all the tests I have to do. It's just because I don't feel like it, but maybe next week. So uh, anyways, it, it's like this nice tracker thing. And um, one of the things that I have on there is like, did I go on a hawker walk? Because it really changes my whole like mood and outlook when I do that. I feel like I'm doing something for me and it just feels good. It feels better. So um, I love that. The other thing um, I said was like getting new clothes. And I know that this is what like privilege that I was able to afford them, which by the way, it wasn't. I'm still paying off that debt. But just even like one item of clothing or something that's just like for you. I think one of the things that I've found, you know, is that I've really gotten back into fashion and I really love getting dressed. I love putting together looks And it's not even just like buying new clothes all the time. It's like, okay, looking at my closet and just thinking, Okay, what outfits can I make of what I already have? And just dressing for you. Like, I I love that. And like I said earlier, if you're not a big, you know, I don't like to wear dresses, you know, buy yourself like a cute matching like sweatsuit or whatever, you know, those are very much in. And uh, just like kind of taking your own fashion identity, I think is really, really fun. And I think that was really help, helpful for me. And then my last one was really kind of leaning on, you know, the people that I had. And I think what's important is not looking to them for validation. That's not really what I'm talking about. I mean, more like I was surveying these relationships I had in my life and thinking, okay, so this and this and this person have been friends with me for this long. Or like, you know, I have these people around me that I love and I care about and they care about me. So who cares if if this uh, this one boy didn't want to be with me. Here's all these people who do, you know, and, you know, a lot of people, it's like as we get older, you know, our our groups become smaller and it's like I, you know, you could say you have like three or two or one like solid best friends or family members in your life who make you feel confident. Keep those people around. And it's not like I'm not saying that you need to be with them so they can be like, oh, my God, you look so hot. It's not necessarily that. It's not about them telling you that you look good. It's about the way that you feel when you're with them. Like for me, when I was back with my friends, it was like, you know, I felt like I could do anything. I felt like when, when with them on my side, 
I could do absolutely anything. Like I remember distinctly that, um, and my dad laughed about this because I went to Kim and Alex's house and, uh, during like this breakup time. And this was after I spent like almost a day and a half at Jenna's on the couch in my, in my sweatpants, which I totally needed. And she made me laugh and that like, you know, all these things like made me feel like I could get off the couch, you know? And then I went to Kim and Alex's and they got me to like go out. And it wasn't like they were pressuring me. It, all they said was like, we're going to dinner with my, with, you know, Kim's like, I'm going to dinner with my parents. Do you want to come? And I was like, you know what I do? And my dad was like, because I text him like, oh, I'm going to go to dinner with them. And he's like, did you go in your sweatpants? And I was like, you know what? I happen to bring a backup dress. Thank you for your concern. And, you know, it wasn't that they put pressure on me to go or anything. It was just like I felt comfortable and I felt confident to go do that, you know, and it was just really special. So I think, you know, that would be my last one is just really leaning on your people, not for validation, but just enjoying the support that they naturally give you. And by the way, if you're hanging out with people who are not making you confident and do not make you feel like you can do anything in the whole world, like leave them, leave them. You know what I mean? Don't forget to submit your Ask Ashley questions to me. I love getting them. I love answering them. You can fill out the form on my Instagram. That one is completely anonymous at Ashley Sleek, or you can send me an email through my website at AshleySleek.com. For those of you who are big fans of The Nice Boy, I have to let you down, you guys. The Nice Boy is out of the building. I have to start by saying this because I thought it was really funny. So I was talking with Alex at the Sharks game about this, and he's a, a loyal listener to the pod. So he knew all about him. And he said he was like, you called him a boy. Like, I never really thought it was going to work because you kept calling him a boy. So you didn't even see him as like this man partner. And I was like, you know what? That's super fair. Anyways, what happened was I texted him on, I think, Wednesday morning. And I just said, hey, you know, do you uh, are you free on Saturday? Happen to have the whole day off so, you know, we can do something fun. And he was like, oh, you know, my buddy's going to be coming into town. So I think we're going to do something in the evening, but I might be doing something during the day and I'll let you know. And I was like, "Okay." And then, you know, as the days rolled on, like the texting cadence was kind of worse. And I kept feeling myself like I didn't really want to text him. I was just like, I don't know. I just felt like. The more the time was going on and the less he was like confirming Saturday, it just really fucking annoyed me, to be honest. And uh, I don't know. And and I've been talking a lot with people about this whole texting cadence thing. And I think one of the parts that's so annoying about it, and I can't remember if I said this last week, was that a normal like texting time to me is like from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., right? Like this is a normal kind of like time that you're talking to someone because it's like after work, before bed, whatever. And that's like the time I don't hear from him. And it's just like super frustrating because I'm like, now I'm expected, like if I want to talk to you, I'm expected that's happening like during my work day. It's like nobody has time for that, you know, or, you know, late at night, like he texts me at like 1130 p.m. It's like, bitch, I'm sleeping. So anyways, I he texted me Friday night. I didn't get back to him Sunday. I was just doing me or Saturday. Sorry, Saturday is doing me. So I text him Sunday and, you know, I gave him an intro of like where I've been. You know, I was like, oh, sorry, I've been busy, blah, blah. And I said, I just want to be totally transparent and honest with you. I realized that it bothered me that you never gave me an answer about Saturday. I know you've been super busy and I completely understand. And I'm not saying that I'm upset that you were not free on Saturday or anything like that. I was just a little disappointed that communication wasn't there. And I'm just the kind of person who feels like it's important to tell someone if something's bothering them instead of just sitting on it. And I really enjoyed getting to know you and would be interested in continuing to know you. But if it's not something you're totally interested in or want to invest time in, I understand. Because I was like, listen, I am not going to get like fucking dragged along by this 27 year old. Okay, like let's fucking relax on that front. Like if you are not going to give me your, you know, like attention or whatever, like I'm not I just don't fucking care. You know, it's like leave me alone then because this is the beginnings like this is the dating part. And it's so funny because I had um, dinner with Australia on when was that? Yes. Last night. Yeah. No couple nights, Monday, Sunday, Sunday night, Sunday night, I had dinner with Australia and I had talked to him about this on the phone. And I was like, I think I'm just going to be honest with him and just tell him like, Hey, that bothered me. And I was like, and if he's like somebody for me, then he'll like respond to it, you know? And so I read it to him. He's like, wow, all that, because he didn't like tell you if he was going to hang out on Saturday. And I was like, don't say that. He's like, I'm just fucking with you. And I was like, it's not fucking funny. You little shit. 
But also, I was like, I don't have any regrets about it at all because that is who I am. And I tell people this all the time about dating. I'm like, you should just be yourself. Like, obviously, I'm not going to like send him this like, fuck you. Why didn't you text me back? Blah, blah, blah thing. Because like, we're not together and he doesn't owe me shit. But like, if you are interested in dating me, the expectation is that we make plans. Like, I'm not fucking doing this shit again. I am understandably like flexible. Like I understand, you know, like things come up and shit happens in life, but I'm not doing another fucking Jimmy situation where I don't know what's going on until like the day of, and then he ditches me. It's like, no, if you want to spend time with me, you will. And that's on you. So I'm sorry to the nice boy. I, I, I think he's just not ready for me. And I'm not going to tell it this week, but I there are stories, um, a little teaser for next week, probably that I there is a story I didn't tell on the podcast because I was like, well, what if we end up together? And that's the best part. When when these things don't work out with these guys, there's always stories that I'm keeping from the podcast. And now I get to tell them that's a little teaser for next week. Uh, I do have to make this joke. Unfortunately, um, I told my sister at my birthday party, I was like, you know, you have to stop saying that you like guys because then they break up with me. And I feel like it's not her fault. It's my fault that I manifested that for myself. I was like, they disappear when you say you like them. Because, you know, as I don't have to tell you all, you listen to the podcast where I had my sister on. And then the next episode was the breakup episode. So it's like, oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, so, um, you know, it's totally fine. I shit happens. We're all good. But I have to give you a little bit of an unexpected update. Um, I did not see this one coming. (laughs) But remember when I told the story about the guy who uh, basically asked me about the nurse's costume? So in case you don't remember, basically on Bumble, um, I was talking to this guy and he said he was injured or whatever. But he's like, you know, I can still do things. And I was like, well, that sounds weird. That's not what he said. He was like, so he probably can't go hiking for a first date. And he was like, but I'm pretty, pretty self-sufficient unless you have like a nursing costume you want to like come over and wear. And I said on the podcast, I was like, I think it would be funny for me to fucking talk about this, you know, like on here, here on the podcast, if I responded to him about it. So then I, uh, so then after I wrote my little like FU letter and drank a lot of wine, I decided to respond. So here's my response. I said, I'm sorry it took me so long to respond But I just have to know, has that nursing costume line worked for you? Like, has someone actually been like, yes, that sounds amazing. I'll be right over. And he said, I've never tried it before, but I'm probably going to go with probably no. I said, well, I'm happy to be your test subject for the line, but I have to say it was not great. Do you have anything better? He said, tell me any significant moment in history and I'll create a pickup line. And tell me why my first thought was like 9-11. Like, isn't that horrible? Like so fucking bad. I was like, no, don't say that. So then I said, I was like, I feel like the only, like only the worst moments in history are popping into my head right now. So I'm trying to find something not sad. But I said, how about when Obama became president, which was a devil test. I was like, you a fan of Obama? So he's, he did send me some back. He said, I asked Obama if you and I can hook up later. And he said, yes, you can. Then he said, Obama's policy to rescue us from the Great Recession was very impressive, but that's nothing compared to the stimulus package I have waiting for you. Um, There's another one, and I'm just too afraid I'll get canceled over it, but it was funny. It's not racist. It's just rough. Um, (laughs) Then he said, now would you like to take a ride on Air Force One? And I was like, honestly, I was speechless. I was laughing so hard at these um the inappropriate one the most and I just said oh my gosh I'm speechless and he said you asked I delivered and he said do you know anyone who's actually ever said you know what that pickup line was so good slash funny I'll go out with you tell me why I want to go out with this guy tell me why nursing costume just made a fucking 180 for me I was like wait this guy's fucking funny as shit like, I mean, I don't, I really don't want to go on a hike though. I don't know how I matched with someone adventurous. That must've been Smashley's doing, but like, I mean, is it that toxic that I, I kind of want to fucking meet this guy? Like how, how bad is it? How bad is it? Should I go on a date with him? Like, I don't know. Do I put a poll on the Instagram? Like I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, the last thing about dating I did want to talk about was, um, you know, writing this, this letter uh, to, to Scotland. And, and the thing, the reason I wanted to talk about it was to 
tell everybody how it felt and like how I think it could be really helpful. So, uh, you know, for me, I, I did this with Jimmy and I, I remember it was just a random day. I, I was living at my parents' house. I went, it's like, it's one of these weird memories that's so glued in my mind. I went outside, I sat down, it was like pitch black out there. And I brought my little iPad and I wrote in this note and I just laid everything out there. And it like, I think fuck you letter gets like this, this bad rep because, you know, it was the good and the bad. You know, I remember with Jimmy, it was like a lot of like things I was so grateful for about him, you know, but then also just these other things that I was so mad about. And I think that's what's great about the letter is that you never send it. So you can like really say whatever, you know, and when I was writing Scotland's, I had so many emotions because, you know, there are a lot of things that I'm super grateful for. And there are a lot of things that I'm like was really mad about. And so I just, you know, kind of got to get it all out there. It was funny. It would like jump back and forth. And, you know, there was moments I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just so mad at you, like that it went down like this, you know, and all this stuff. But then the next line would be like, you know, but I really appreciated this and this and this and, and these things. So one of the other things I noticed was, you know, when Jimmy and I broke up, I wrote him this letter you know, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a fuck you letter. It was like, you know, here's like, here's all the things I'm so grateful for. I mean, we were together for five years, you know, like, and I know I talk a lot about him, but there was, there was a lot of great moments and really important things that he helped me through. And so I got to write him this nice letter and I realized that, you know, because of the nature of Scott and I's breakup, you know, I never really got to write all that out for him either. And so it was nice getting to kind of do both. So this ended up being like this eight page letter. And then I just like ripped it all up and um, threw it in the air, drank my wine. And honest to God, I do feel better. I just had a lot of like pain in my heart. I feel like I've been carrying around. And, uh, you know, I know it's been like a long time. And I think that was the other thing I was like, we're approaching these like milestones for me. And I want to be in a good place, especially this week, because especially if you're a loyal listener of the podcast and you've been around for a long time, you know how important Thanksgiving was. Um, you know, that's the very first time. It's not the first time we saw each other, but it was the first like time we were like significantly hung out. It was the first time we had sex, um, you know, and and I was really worried about how I was going to feel this week. So I really wanted to get out my emotions and be prepared for what could be like a difficult week for me. And I'm actually like really grateful that like things didn't really work out with the nice boy because I feel like I needed to get through kind of this this part too. I think I just I was like, no, I'm good. Like I'm fine. Everything's good. And then writing the no, I was like, okay, now I feel good. Ripping up now I feel good. And I was so in, like when I wrote Jimmy's, I was like sobbing. And I think at this point, I will go back to my comment about Ariana Grande. I think I really did have no tears left to cry. And I felt really good about it. I felt good about, you know, things that happened, uh, positive things that happened. I felt like I got to say what I need to say about things I was angry about, you know, and uh, it, it was good. And I feel it was very cathartic. So and this is doesn't just go for people and breakups, you know, I wish I would have done this more like with some friendship breakups. You know, I think when I was journaling on a regular basis, it was really helpful because, you know, there was things that I don't think were worth like I, I know I said, like, if you're upset with someone, you should tell them there's little things, though, that like aren't totally worth telling somebody and you can just get out in your journal and be done with it. You know, like I, I don't need you to know that the way that you said, you know, four really fucking annoyed me. I can just write that in my journal, you know? Uh, so I did, I see in my, in my little wine state, I did write down one of the, the lines that I said, and I said, I wish we could have worked out, but at the same time, I've loved who I've, I've become after you. And I think that's like, so true. Like, this is one of my favorite versions of myself. And I am grateful for our relationship, for pushing me to to be this person. And I'm proud of myself for getting here and um, all that. So anyways, highly recommend doing it. Get out your feelings, rip that shit up. For Jimmy's, I did it on an iPad, so I didn't get to do the actual ripping part, but that part was really fun. So uh, could not recommend it more. And uh, yeah, so anyways, I got to get to my I'm sorry what moment of the week. And it was painful. I really... I honestly went back and forth on talking about this because I feel so bad about it. But I also am like, I'm going to put it at the end of the podcast because, OK, when I was at when I after the game, OK, 
we were all at, um, you know, the restaurant hanging out and, uh, you know, one of the coaches comes in and he's telling the story about how he like matched with somebody who was like, I think friends with one of the with one of one of my friends um, now, you know, one of the uh, the coaching wives. And uh, so I'm redacting any names from the story. So that's why. But anyways, I think they were talking about that. And some other guy had gone on a date with her with her from what I remember, because it's hard to remember anything after this moment. But basically what happened was at this table, like I had to paint the scene, like we're or the majority of us are sitting down at the table. And then this coach is standing at the head of the table. And he says, you know, who else that I matched with on Hinge? And then he points at one of the coaches and goes, that girl that you've been hooking up with or talking to. And the night before I had Danielle and I had seen this coach out with with a girl. And I was like, no fucking way. It's that girl because he seemed to like, listen, I was a couple beers in and I had a, a cocktail. So like. Take it with a grain of salt. But they seemed like if I wouldn't have known, I would have thought that was his girlfriend. Right. Like, you know, and so I'm like, it can't be that girl. Right. And so then I I say out loud, not thinking about it. I'm like, wait, was it that girl that you you were with last night? I didn't think she was like a flavor of the week. I thought that was your girlfriend or something along those lines. I definitely like couldn't stop talking about how I thought that she like. And then I was like, okay, so she was just a hookup. And I'm like, wow, he's bringing his hookups to the Sharks game. Like, I picked the wrong fucking dude when I went with earrings. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, it turns out I don't think that was the case. I, I think that they were, like, dating. And, you know, his response, he's like, well, I, you know, I met her on Hinge. So, like, I know she's there. And I'm like, are you guys exclusive? Like, what is happening? Did a bomb just get dropped? And the look on his face was so unbelievably sad. And I just have to say, like, I'm sorry, what? Why would you say that at that moment? And what I didn't know was that also this coach's like mom was there. So I'm like, you just dropped such a big bomb in front of all this guy's like friends and family and strangers like me who are being so judgmental, not on purpose. I wasn't trying to be. I was just so shocked. It's like you just see somebody last night and then the next day you find out a scandal, which I had to say this. And I don't I don't know if he was listening to me at all, but I was like, I really wanted to be like, pull him aside and say, listen, I have this stance on dating where like if you, you know, like it. Unless until you have the conversation, you should still keep your profile. So I'm like, maybe they didn't have the conversation yet. And she was just being a cautious bitch like myself. But I don't know. That's not the point. The point isn't what happened. The point is the scene. The scene that was painted just sitting there. I felt like I was in a very like bad movie. Like it was something I couldn't look away from. This poor guy's like total attitude change. They had just won the championship and then he finds out that his like maybe girlfriend is still on hinge. Like absolutely heartbreaking. I don't know how he feels, but I was traumatized by the situation. I just couldn't. I literally was driving when I was driving to have dinner on Sunday night with Australia. I literally couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, I don't know why this very particular event is like glued into my head, but I just feel so unbelievably bad about it and I didn't do anything but I mean I did because I was kind of like oh she's just a flavor of the week it's like shut the fuck up Ashley like no one's talking to you but I just like wanted him to feel better I guess so I was like it's fine she's just a fling oh my god I couldn't like I'm sorry what that's your boy pull him aside tell him on a different moment you know what I mean I just oh I couldn't anyways with that tragic ass story um you know I told Danielle unfortunately I'm not going to be able to come to the game this weekend it's championships and I would love to go but you know I don't think I'm going to be able to make it but I told her please keep me fucking posted like is this girl going to show up like she's come to games before and sat with his parents like you know what I mean I just can't I can't talk about it anymore it kills me I'm sorry what oh uh, oh my god okay anyways Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I love you all so much. This is my favorite thing that I do. Uh, it makes me so unbelievably happy. Thank you for listening through all of the heartbreaks and the next round. Please let me know if you think I should go on a date with nurse's costume because I, I feel like it's a bad idea, but everything in, in me wants to do it. So I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I love you all so, 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 so much. Don't forget to be kind to yourself and others. Um, but you first, you know what I mean? Okay, bye.